Welcome to this episode of my podcast, IT42IT. My guest today is Steen Westerly, an old friend, an old dear friend. And Steen, uh, welcome to the show. Thank you, Mons. Steen, you've been in the Oracle world for about 200 years. Is that correct? Yes, yeah, uh, pretty close. So I started back... I, I started back in, I think it was, yeah, right after university. Um, so that was 94. Uh, with working with Oracle, I quickly got into a uh, TPI, an Oracle-focused consultancy, and spent a lot of time there in Denmark and in Switzerland. And then I got, I came back from Switzerland and got together with some of the other people who I knew from TPI, and we started Scott Tiger which, as the name obviously implies, was another Oracle-focused consultancy. Yes, because as all we old Oracle hands know, that's the uh, username and password for the uh, testing account in Oracle installations. Yes, so everybody always tells you that you shouldn't have a name that you have to explain to people. But for Scott Tiger, that was brilliant because the people that we would have to explain it to, they wouldn't be customers anyway. <laughs> Very good. Um, so just as a background thing, TPI uh, stood for Tom Peterson International and it was founded very, very early, I think in the 80s, maybe late 90s by Tom Peterson up in the northern uh, city of Aalborg uh, in Denmark. And he actually managed to convince Larry Ellison to give TPI the European, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, uh, what's it called? He was, they, the dis they had distribution rights, I guess. The distribution rights for, for Oracle software. And they had that until, I don't know, 85, 86-ish, when Oracle finally opened their own office in, uh, in Holland. So it was a, a pretty unique company in, uh, in that regard. Yes, yes. Um, so, Scott Tiger, uh, I guess that went pretty well too, and uh, yes. then what? Well, then I, uh, then I started out on my own. So I decided that, um, that I would like to be completely in control of my time and my projects, so, uh, so I became a, uh, an independent consultant. So I have my own company today, and there is just me. So that means that I don't have to, uh, I don't have any other concerns than uh, than what I want to work with and working with the uh, with the customers that uh, where I can where I can make a difference. So why do you have that drive for total independence? Hmm. Well. I think that I've probably been uh, I've been accumulating some ideas over time about how um, about how the IT profession should work, and consulting uh, companies generally don't work that way. So my point is that um, consulting companies bill by the hour which means that the longer it takes me to solve the, your problem, the better for me. 
which I find I find is actually well, it's common in IT. It's common in in some other professions. But why not have why not have a, a partnership with with the customer where we agree on this is the value that we're providing, and so it doesn't matter how much uh, how much time I spent. So I would like to work on only on a fixed price basis, and that's uh, something that um, doesn't really fit the the business model of the traditional consulting company. I think it's it's something that has been confounding most of us for for decades on end that we always seem to get paid by the hour and not by the solution. Whereas in other businesses, you know, uh, creating products or whatever. Many times people are paid uh, by the solution, not by the hour. Um, so do you think it's a, it's a relic from the industrial age? I think some businesses just happen to have that, uh, that approach. And, the, um, and the, the challenge is that um, IT doesn't really understand value. So we can understand that this man sat on this chair for 22 hours, and that has a cost. But um, but we don't really IT is not really part of the value discussion. So we say, how valuable is this? Is it for you to solve this task? And IT says, well, I have no idea. I just think it's probably going to take 40 hours. So if we were, if IT was better at being part of the value discussion with the business, you could say, well, this is a really valuable thing for the business. This is something that will make the, biz- the business a million dollars. So that is, so it is worth applying uh, the best skills to that. And as a senior consultant, you often come up against the, uh, against the point that, that people will say, well, I need a senior consultant. Well, I have this CV that says senior consultant, and I have, have this CV from some vendor in India, and it also says senior consultant, and one of them costs uh, one quarter of the other. So if you only look at the, at the if you work on the hourly price uh, point there, then you get this uh, race towards the bottom of, and the, the people who can lie the most on their CVs, they win the, uh, they win the tasks. <laughs> so you are now trying to be an honest guy with a fixed price. Yes. Okay. Well, welcome to uh, to that world. Thank you. Thank you. There aren't um, that many of us yet, but I'm hoping there will be more. Me too. Me too. Um, so, what about the technologies you've worked on uh, in your life? Have you been more the developer type or have you been more the database type? I've been more of the developer type. I remember back in back when I started, it was possible for one person to be a competent DBA and developer. And I remember by the time we got to Oracle 8, I was looking at all of this new stuff that was happening, and I said to myself, well, this is a decision point. Back in 7.3 and Forms 4.5, you could do both ways. You could be a competent, you could run a database or you could build a system. And I decided back then when, we, when the database was getting more complicated, I decided to go the developer route. So I've been working with pretty much, I guess, 
every development tool that Oracle has produced for the last couple of decades. So I started out with forms. I've been uh, I've been with uh, web TLSQL web applications. I've been doing a lot with Designer. I've been working with ADF. I've been working with Apex. Uh, I wrote a lot of books on on one, two, three, four, four books I have on my bookshelf here on ADF that I wrote. I wrote one on VBCS, which is a new Oracle product. So yes, all of the development tools. Have you been a member of some of the uh, uh, international Oracle user group organizations like OD Talk or something? Uh, I, I've been a member of the Danish Oracle user group for a long time. I haven't been a formal member of any of the other user groups, but I've been speaking at their conferences a lot. So I've been, I've been doing, oh my God, that, yes, that's, uh, let me see, 20, about 22 years of the conference circuit uh, in the, uh, the International Oracle User Group, OD Chug, uh, the German DOAC, uh, the UK User Group, uh, of course, the Danish User Group and various other user groups around the world. So I've been very active in the User Group community. You've probably been sailing up and down the Norwegian coast also a couple of times. Yes, yes, the uh, the famous uh, the famous Norwegian cruise conference. Yes, I've did that quite a few times. Um, so you recently uh, told me that you had had some insights or interesting observations when you attended the uh, most recent DOAC and UK OUG conferences. Could you? Could you share that with the uh, with the audience? Yes. So, so what I what I found, uh, what I had sort of confirmed there, something that I was already feeling, was this. Uh, there was a certain uh, despondency, uh, at, um, disillusionment with uh, with where Oracle as as a company was uh, was going. And I kept meeting people who were, who were um, either they were running old software that they weren't going to upgrade or couldn't find, couldn't, uh, couldn't convince their uh, their business to upgrade, or they were just watching their organizations running less and less Oracle. So the Oracle professionals were all seeing less and less Oracle. Nobody was taking up the new stuff, and the old stuff was slowly. Um, was slowly being uh, decommissioned, so there was. It was just this feeling of of uh, being part of a shrinking and shrinking community. And I saw all of these people that, or that was not at the, these conferences, but over the last couple of years, I've seen many of the people who were really the uh, really high level technical guys, very enthusiastic about Oracle's product, leave and do other st- other things. So, <clears throat> 10 or 15 years ago, I wrote some articles where I declared the Oracle DBA uh, to be a dying profession. Um, and some people laughed and some people said, yeah, of course. And um, many years later, uh, there are still lots of Oracle DBAs, although they have shifted a little in the organization, they have some other tasks to do uh, also now, but has this 
decline in in uh, well let me let me rephrase this one clear sign i saw back then was that it was the same old mostly guys that met every year at the conferences they had just become one year older um, there were very few new entrants in our circles nobody uh, i guess uh, wanted to uh, to um, to leave university and start immediately on an Oracle database career. Has that been the case also in the sort of on the developer side? Very much so. Yes, very much so. So the um, I uh, I used to uh, I used to uh, challenge my audience when I did one of my presentations was a comparison of of uh, the various Oracle tools. I used to challenge my audience. When did you last see a young PL SQL programmer? And yeah, everybody laughed, but the, the point was serious enough. There were no young PL SQL programmers. And the audience, at, uh, the audience at my talks and the membership, the developer membership of the, uh, of the Danish Oracle user group and other user groups, they, have, they have, have the same feeling as you say, you know, we meet again next year and we're just one year older and nobody new has joined the club. Well, at least I can I can take responsibility for declaring many many years ago that PL SQL was the COBOL of the databases, and uh, and I think that is pretty much true today. Oh yes, oh yes, and the and just like COBOL, uh, it's going to be the there is going to be some databases with PL SQL code that's going to be around forever. So. Oracle is not going to be dying. It's just uh, it's just shrinking like COBOL programming. There's still COBOL programs being uh, maintained, and there will still be PL SQL code uh, running. You know, in like we've had COBOL been declared dead for the last say 30 years, and it's still there. And you've declared uh, PL SQL to be COBOL 15 years ago, and that's also true. And it's and it's going to it's going to remain there, but it's it it is becoming uh, much less of the of the total IT picture. Mm. It used to be yeah. that the Oracle database was a central point, and that that's why that's why it made sense to have the option to put a lot of code into the database. But there are so many databases, and most of them don't run PL SQL. So the the architectural idea of having code in the database is actually um, is actually quite uncommon even though those of us who who know the oracle database uh, like the fact that there is this architectural option in the oracle database but if it's not being used well there's been a lot of uh, good architectural ideas that have fallen by the wayside for various reasons yeah i mean one of the obvious advantages of having serious uh, business code, business functions in the database is that upgrades is not a problem. Yes. Um, so anyway, um, I guess you and I share one claim to fame, namely that we were, I think I was the first and you were the second Oracle ACE director in Denmark. Yes, there was. There were only there were only the two of us for many many years. 
And uh, I guess none of us are Oracle Ace directors anymore. No, I don't think so. No, I'm not. <laughs> Me neither. No. Uh, somehow they they decided that uh, you know when they changed the Oracle Ace program uh, to make it a, a complete marketing uh, trick, uh, you had to do this many uh, uh, endorsements of Oracle and write this many articles that endorsed everything Oracle and all that, they, they kind of decided that I may not have been the right person. But what, what happened to you? Well, they, they, uh, it, became, it became more and more um, uh, streamlined. They had a whole uh, point system that you had to do this many articles and do all of the administrative rigmarole. And I could definitely see, uh, see you not bothering with, uh, with filling in all the forms and, uh, and checking all the boxes. I did fill in all the forms and checked all the boxes, and I was, I was uh, scoring probably twice as many points as I needed to because I was talking a lot, writing books, writing articles, writing blog posts. But eventually I got kicked out anyway. Why is that? Well, you're just you're – you are – you're never, you are not uh, told why you've been kicked out. You just, you're just uh, told that, oh, by the way, you just get an email saying, by the way, we've changed your ACE, uh, di- your ACE status to ex-ACE director. And, uh, but, it's not, uh, but it's not hard to figure out because I was, uh, I was not on message. I was criticizing some of Oracle's uh, strategy and especially on their cloud strategy, they were kind of prickly about um, being told that what they were doing made no sense. Okay, so, yeah. Okay, I guess we can form a club then. An ex-ACE director club. Well, there are I many, we, there, is a, there is a, by now, a pretty large potential uh, membership because there's been a lot of the <laughs> old ACE directors who got kicked out for one reason or another. <laughs> or decided to leave because they didn't want to fill in the forms. You know, we should make a conference. We should yes. definitely make a conference. I will, you know, leave that to me, Steen. Don't, don't worry about it. You'll, you'll get an invite. Um, I'm looking forward to that one. <laughs> so recently you decided to say goodbye to Oracle. Yes. And you decided to write an article titled Goodbye Oracle. Yes. Why is that? Well, I felt that um, that it didn't make sense for... Uh, it didn't make sense for me to do a little bit of uh, a little bit of Oracle on the side, um, and I felt that the Oracle, um, the Oracle, um, the Oracle world was shrinking so much that um, that there was. Um, I didn't want to be uh, to spend half of my time there, so I decided to. Um, I wanted to. Something that had a bigger impact. And back when I started with Oracle, you know, building systems with Oracle was a point that had a lot of impact. But I want to, um, I want to have the to make the most 
of uh, the most of my time on Earth and uh, continuing to uh, to repair old uh, Oracle system is was not a good use of my time. And I've always been uh, been uh, saying out in in clear language what uh, what Oracle was uh, was doing wrong, and I had uh, mailing lists, etc. People were following me, my subscribing to my newsletters, following me on Twitter, and I thought, well, I'm going to say goodbye to everybody and say this is this is where I leave, where I leave this uh, this. Uh, declining uh, aircraft I'm jumping out now and um, and maybe to tell other people to uh, think about whether it was uh, time for for them to uh, to leave the Oracle world as well so I didn't want to see I was I was in danger of being you know being a boil, the proverbial boiled frog you know the water gets warmer and warmer and the frog never jumps out and uh, staying in the um, staying in the shrinking uh, Oracle community, I was act- I'd actually stayed for well probably longer than I should have. And I would like to give people a little push to reconsider. And I've had a lot of interesting discussions with people, and some say, "Yeah, I've been thinking about it." Some say, "Well, I've been here for 35 years. I'm close to retirement." And so there, there are lots of, of options. You can decide to, to go or you can decide to stay. But um, I would like to jolt people into at least thinking about it and then making a decision. So you've had, obviously, many reactions on this, uh, on this article and, and your decision point thing. Yes, yes. That's been, uh, that's been uh, very interesting. And I've noticed I've gotten... Uh, there's definitely been more feedback of uh, of uh, good for you. I just I did the same thing, you know, two years ago, three years ago, one year ago, or I'm going to do the same thing. So there's been uh, a lot of uh, support from other people who have uh, who had managed, come to the same conclusion as me. People I some people I actually thought were still in the Oracle community. Who told me? Well, actually, uh, you know, I'm doing other things today, and and uh, it's good that you're they supported me in uh, the in my decision. The article was um, was discussed on the Oak Table Network uh, list, not because I I posted your uh, your farewell letter, but uh, because somebody uh, in the U.S. picked it up, and um, most people were. I think there were there were practically no personal comments about it. It was more the topic itself, you know, what's happening uh, to the Oracle world that uh, that was discussed. And I, I should add that uh, many members of the Oak Table list started out in the Oracle world and are now doing other things or are doing combinations of some Oracle and and some other stuff and. Uh, I, th- I think you you probably hit hit the right uh, time and uh, and place for starting that discussion. Um, so I'm going to uh, post this podcast also on on the Oak Table list and see how uh, how people uh, react to that. And then I'll uh, I'll maybe invite you in to to discuss some of the reactions. 
Well, I'd be happy to come back. Well, what, what should, what's the name of your uh, company? Well, my company is called More Than, More Than Code because that's what it takes. It takes more than code to uh, make to achieve success in the uh, in the IT world. I've always had this. Uh, my my life goal is to help people use appropriate technology to achieve their goals, and that has covered everything that I've that I've ever done. And it's uh, today well with all of these uh, with the experience from more than 25 years of uh, of working in the in the IT industry i want to um, make it live up to its promise so that's going to be that's the tentative title of uh, of the book that i'm going to write with some of the free time i get from uh, not working in the uh, not working in the org space the title will be more than code So the title will be "Making IT Live Up to Its Promise," and <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be interviewing some uh, some CIOs. Of course, I have my own ideas about what it takes to make IT live up to its promise. But uh, um, I would also I would like to have some uh, some uh, some real world uh, feedback and some stories that will uh, that will inform the book so i'm looking for um, for cios to, uh, to interview for the book okay i will pass that on um well thank you very much for uh, participating in this uh, podcast and uh, i will see you out there in it land definitely <laughs>